Laser Pistol Robot. You'll pay for this, Lando Calrissian. Han Solo and other action figures each sold separately. Oh, not check the carbon freezing chamber. Ready, sir. Why did you do it? The Empire tricked me, Han. I had no choice. Prepare for freezing. Long live the Alliance. Goodbye, my friend. Lando Calrissian and new Han Solo, Ugnaught, and Lobot action figures each sold separately from Star Wars, the Empire Strikes Back collection from Kenner. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 88 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Araj Dolachahi. And my co-pilots for this evening's solo adventure. Ironic. It's not very solo, is it? <laughs> the young, the restless, Carlos Buarguel. The man that was the hole, that is the crunch, but is under the weather right now. Less is... Got a cold. Gonzalez. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and the guy, the man, the myth, the legend we call the hare. The guy that likes to wax his trombone in the dark. Eric, awesome o five thousand, Struthers, awesome o. What's up, guys? I'm great, man. I am fantastic and awesome. You are. You wow, are. that's great to hear, man. That's great to hear. Abu, how you doing? I'm great. I'm very good. Everybody's doing great. Les, you're not yeah. doing great. No, I'm hanging in there. Get a little under the weather. Uh, spicy ramen will take care of it, dude. Oh, oh yeah. We'll stop it deal and some lemon. Ooh, some lemon. Oh, man, that sounds good. Sprinkle some cheese in that shit, too. Hey, you. What are you doing? I like to watch. I want to watch you boil. I can't do it with you watching. Oh, not even if I do this? Don't do that. Oh, God, it's so hot. Oh, yeah? Then why don't I take your top off? Oh, oh, I'm boiling. I'm boiling. Yeah, now I'm going to stick my raw pasta in you. Making dinner, babe. Oh, mm. and tapatio. You yeah, just, I you said just that. fusing it up there, dude. Oh, fuck yeah. You're going Japanese. That shit's bomb, too. Mexicanese, all the Ds, dude. <laughs> Persianese, <laughs> dude. Persianese. <laughs> well, I hope you feel better, Les. Yeah, I hope so, too. You got a very busy month ahead of you, dude. You better get your shit together. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks, we got the Infinity Wars. That's right. I got two boxes of Reese's Pieces ready to go. Oh, I will murder you. Will no, you, you won't actually we will. kill me. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in for this week's epic episode. We got a trailer to break down, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to play the trailer. Then we're going to be watching it together, all four of us. And then we're going to be talking about specific scenes, specific characters, specific sounds. Mm. 
Yes, we are. But before we get into that, let's talk a little shenanigans. People, we are part of an amazing podcast network. It is the Making Star Wars Podcast Network with a great podcasts such as Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, The Cantina Cast, Idiots Array, Tarkin Sharp Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Fingered with Randy and Jason. So check those out. You can find us on Twitter at The Sith List. Boo. At The Sith List, boo. Less is more. At Less is more 78. And The Hair. At Eric Strathers. You can also find us on Instagram, The Sith List, Facebook, The Sith List, email, thesithlist at gmail.com. And we have a geeked out hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. Leave us a line. Tell us what you think about life in general, and we will play it here. You can also find our swag on Public. We're on Spotify. We really appreciate everything you do. Leave us some iTunes reviews because evidently those are really important. <laughs> so please give us um, s- some reviews. And thank you for listening to our last episode. And thank you for sending those Easter egg answers. We do have winners. We're going to let you know who they are next week because we're still waiting on one more. Mm. Yes. So and we'll get that stuff out to you as soon as we get all three winners. I lo- you know what? I love last week. I had a bunch of DMs that said, it's the Back to the Future noise. And then... Five minutes later, shit, you just said it was in the Back to the Future. <laughs> so thank you for playing along. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that episode. And that's that. Well, let's get into uh, some box office. It isn't Ready Player One. Mm. It isn't Black Panther. Mm. It's A Quiet Place. Huh. A Quiet Place. The suspense... Th- <laughs> that was good, Les. <laughs> the suspense, thriller, horror, whatever you want to call it. That is directed and produced by Jim. John Krasinski. Thank you. I said Jim because of The Office. Mm-hmm. Of Everybody office. knows that. that that's... I love him to death. He's so good. He's such a great actor. He evidently has made a masterpiece. People are loving this thing. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And it beat out Ready Player One. It made $51 million this week. And Ready Player One made 21 or $22 million in blockers, which has a cock before the blockers, but they can't say cock, so they just say blockers and have a rooster. Mm-hmm. That made $20 million. Not bad for no. a movie that has cock in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but by the way, Black Panther passes Titanic for the biggest domestic box office in history. Wow. Yes. Crazy. And Ready Player One is kicking ass overseas. And it's doing amazing in China, by the way. Amazing. Better than Star Wars films. That's crazy. Is crazy, isn't it? It's is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So there is your box office. Struthers. Yes. Are you ready for some Carillion rum? Oh. Oh, dude. You got it. You Are know you me. Are you ready to play Sabak? I am. You, you sound very pumped up right now. <laughs> dude. I'm, 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 you better. Your energy Listen. is making me really excited right now. Listen, seriously, let's do this thing. You better buckle up, baby. Is there any news now? Really, Star Wars wise? Maybe. Well, we're going to break down the trailer. So let's play the solo trailer two, and then we're going to talk about it just a teeny, teeny, tiny bit, Hmm. and then we're going to play it again and break it down for you. So here is solo trailer two. You're after something. Is it revenge? 
money? Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver. And I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? You got a line on a ship? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> L3! Let's go with a mean man's face. Who are these guys? If you come with us, you're in this life for good. You might wanna buckle up, baby. give you some advice we assume everyone will betray you and you will never be disappointed i got a really good feeling about this since when do you know how to fly 190 years old you look great push it There was that magnificent trailer. Hopefully, you loved it as much as we did. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I want to get one word description of what you thought about the trailer before we break it down like a son of a bee. Boo, one word. How do you describe this trailer? Giddy. Giddy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Eric Struthers? Rad. Red? Rad. I know. Rad. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Fuck one of them. Rad. Jesus H. God. <laughs> That's more than one word. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love that word. Bring back less. A uh, word would be confident. Oh, Ooh. I like that. My word, exciting. Mm, okay. Excited. Very excited. I was going to say rip-roaring because that's how it looks like to me. It looks very rip-roaring fun. Oh, I should say fun. It looks fun. It really does. So we're going to play you the trailer. We're going to stop, talk about certain scenes, and then keep going. Okay, so let's start this bad boy up again. You're after something. All right. So we enter the trailer with an overview shot of what I'm guessing is Corellia. Correct, Eric? That's what I'm assuming, yeah. It's this beautiful night shot of a kind of an underworld city. Right. You hear TIE fighters. What we're seeing is Star Destroyers being built. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my buddy Luke pointed this out to me. I hadn't even noticed it. That you hear the Imperial probe droid sound. In that opening. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, cool. See, this is why we're doing this. So Imperial probe droids. It looks very underworldish, doesn't it? Yeah. It's it's like Detroit, so it's where they build the vehicles. But the the big thing though that I gotta point out is as far as what you hear, 
dude, the music in this is really cool. It is and so twangy. I, I love it. I I always wondered, you know, how would I feel about a Star Wars movie that wasn't orchestral? But this trailer music very much fits the attitude of the movie. I would not be sad in the slightest if that was in there. Mm-hmm. And do you guys think that that's, that's what they're going to go with? There there has to be some orchestral moments, oh, but, yeah. but oh, I yeah. think most of the movie will be non, non-orchestral, yeah. And we have a theme from John Williams, correct? Correct. Correct. And by theme, it doesn't mean like the theme of the movie. No, 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 no. no. Here's, saying... here's the melodic elements that indicate Han Solo. Right. All right, let's move on. You're off to something. Is it revenge? We have Kira yep. telling him you're after something. Mm-hmm. Then we get a shot of Han staring down Infest Nest. Who we all know now is a female. All right, so we see them. We see the enemy. There's a very cool, uh, was it Raiders of the Lost Ark stare down moment where he uh, he unbuckles the uh, the holster. Oh yeah, yeah. I oh, thought that was very awesome. Yeah, it was very awesome. And then we have a shot. I'm looking at this shot that we've seen this shot before, but I'm looking at it now, and it's pretty badass. I mean, it, they, they look like a bunch of pirates. Mm-hmm. They look like a bunch of badass pirates. It looks great, man. And I like seeing all of the duct work and stuff in the desert, which would indicate to me that there's dwellings under the ground in there right. that they're forcing air into or something. And if you look in the background, there's like more of the same stuff, like off of screen, right? You know, And you, and you look to the right, there's water. Yeah. Well, it appears to be. Uh, it appears to be water or salt. Because we're, we're very much into salt <laughs> in Star Wars yeah. films. Yeah, okay. And we have a little dude, right? Like all, all shapes and sizes, by the way. And it looks like females yeah. and males, which is cool. He's obviously after something, and we move on. Money. Or is it something else? Okay, so this is big. And we see the first shot of him walking into whatever that casino is or that poker sabak match, mm-hmm. and he sees Lando. Kind of looks at him and says, I want in. Yep. And you see all the creatures and all this stuff around Lando. Lando looks badass. We see anything else that uh, that is surpri- surprising at all? No, I just, the, the setting is really cool. And like how tight it is. It's really Everybody's tight. gathered around this table and it's dark. and Right. And we also have humanoids in the background and we have some crazy ass creatures, man. Okay. So question about this, guys. The next scene, we have Chewie. And we have Han staring at the Falcon. Yep. Wasn't this in the original trailer without Chewie? Yes. Oh, okay. Huh. I thought so. I okay, thought so. Okay. Um, so yeah. that's, that's very interesting. Now, I haven't gone back to look at it like frame by frame or anything to see if it was completely reshot or if they just added Chewbacca in digitally to it. I wonder if but that's yeah, this, Ron Howard's this shot we saw. Yeah. And if you look in the distance, there's also Lando's back there or somebody's back there. Could be Woody Harrelson. Could be yeah, somebody. I can't tell. Yeah, I can't tell who it is, but definitely is somebody else. Very iconic shot looking at the cockpit of the Falcon. And he looks like he's very impressed with it. All right, let's move on. You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Well, I'm going to stop right there because Kira says, you look good. She looks uh, good. She looks good. She looks good. Yes, Jiminy uh, Crickets. Yeah. 
Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. Okay, let's stop right there. You, we'll, we see Woody Harrelson says, uh, heard about a job, big, big time gangster, we need a crew. And we get Paul Bettany, mm-hmm. and he's not a CGI character. He's a gangster, evidently, and he looks pretty badass. Yeah, he, he looks like a mean motherfucker. He sure does. He looks like a mean MF. And we're going to see him a little bit later on in the, in the trailer. But he looks like his face is scarred up. Something mm-hmm. crazy has happened to him. Um, so I can't wait to see his backstory. Hopefully, they're going to let us know what exactly happened. And he's wearing black all the way up with a little turtleneck. And I mean, he just looks cool. Love Paul Bettany as an actor. So I can't wait to see what he brings to this thing. Well, I think he looks killer, man. And and the face is a, a really nice touch. Less you a Paul Bettany fan? I know he's a, obviously now the Vision in the Avengers, but he's been in other films, like I believe other graphic novels. The movie that we saw that he was like an archangel, was that a graphic novel? Legion? Um, I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. No, no, no. Uh, Priest. Priest, yeah. yeah that was, oh, that's that's right. a comic. Well, that is a comic, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Master and Commander. Yeah, I mean. Very good in that. He's fantastic. Oh, he was fantastic in that. That's and right. Beautiful Mind. That's right, he's yeah. great in Beautiful Mind. That's right. No, that is a good movie, yeah. So, very pumped about Paul Manning. All right, let's do this. I'm a driver. And I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. Okay, let's stop it right there. I'm a driver. And it shows a really cool scene mm-hmm. of him. Driving. Kind of <laughs> doing it like a little uh, fishtail. And then... I'm a flyer, and it shows a really cool scene of a ship going up. So is that like hover drifting? It's like hover drifting, pretty <laughs> That's much. That's cool, yeah. yeah. Or really in drift instead of Tokyo drift. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Great shots. Okay, but what I want to ask you guys, do you buy Alden there with his voice saying that? Was uh, the, the, you know, the first time I saw this, I, I love the confidence that he, that he uh, what is it, puts out just from his, the, 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 the way he uh, carries himself and the way he sounds. I buy that he he um, feels that he is the best out there. Han Solo always made me feel that way. So yeah, so I, I I dig it. I think he's doing a good job. Although it's only been a few lines, I'm already digging it. Yes. He has some swagger. Exactly. Everybody's been talking about Lando swagger, but Alden seems to have some swagger himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's uh, definitely showing that at some point, instead of him just saying, I'm a driver, I'm a flyer, he's going to be like, I'm the best damn flyer. You, you know what I mean? It's coming. So he's brimming. He's going to become legendary circumstances after this movie is going to put him into that status. You haven't heard of the Millennium Falcon? Like that kind of thing, right? All right, cool. Let's move on. What do you think? Well, what do you know? Okay, <laughs> love that scene. What do you think? And then he, Chewie just banter. Yeah. And, and uh, what do you know? But what I liked before that, though, we see Woody Harrelson. This is pretty big. Yeah. Woody Harrelson kisses the blaster the iconic blaster, mm-hmm. and throws it to Han. This is the first time Han probably gets the blaster. Yeah, it looks like it. it yeah. The DL-44 is <laughs> is so cool looking. It's so awesome. And that's one of the ones from the original trilogy that I wish I would still had the toy. Oh, me too. That. <laughs> I used to have that too, man. Oh, mm-hmm. so badass. I, I love that they're doing this. I love that they're giving us these iconic figures. Uh, not just character figures, but figures like the Millennium Falcon, the Dice, mm-hmm. the DL. Like this is really cool. Us seeing Sabak. Yep. You know, oh, it's just it's so cool, it's so cool. And I like the banter with these two. I'm buying it. Yeah. 
Alden and Chewy. And, and this is a big thing because if we don't buy the fact that these two are close and they talk shit on each other and they <laughs> joke with each other and Chewie makes fun of him without him knowing and stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. then it, it's not, the movie's not going to be, it's not going to sell. No. So far, so good. Something that this makes me think of, and this keeps popping up on Twitter. If you're any part of the Star Wars scene on Twitter, you've heard all the complaining about you name it, right? But people keep saying, we didn't ask for this movie. My God, just looking at, what are we, 51 seconds into the trailer, and I'm like, who wouldn't want this? It's awesome. It's unbelievable. Exactly. Stop fucking complaining, people. Just (laughs) stop it. (laughs) I haven't heard too many complaints after this trailer. No. I read an article on, I think it was comicbook.com, about the complete opposite, how fans rushed to Twitter to talk about how amazing it was. All right. We're 51 seconds in. Let's keep going. You got a line on a ship? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. Oh, let's stop right there. You got a line on a ship? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best around. But before that, we see Han and Chewie walking up these stairs. There looks like a skeleton tusk kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What do you make of this, Eric? It looks like a skeleton tusk kind of thing to me. <laughs> but what is above it? Like, what the hell is all that? I, I don't know, man. They're, you know, they're going into somebody's some complex is this the maybe this is the casino that paul bentney's in it might be it's uh-huh. visually though it the way it all goes together is really cool it's that really star wars ish everything's kind of used and dirty looking it very much sells that it's the only time used and dirty looking is a good thing <laughs> all right 50 okay let's just keep going uh... I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> so this is where we get a conversation. The first time we hear Lando's dialogue. This is pretty bad fucking ass. Uh, I've heard stories about you. Everything you've heard is true. The cool thing is that damn thing that's flying around dropping drinks in, freaking in cups. <laughs> How cool is that damn thing? And Lando- He kind of... I was going to say he, droid, yeah. looks like a little bit like the droid that was stitching up Kylo Ren's face. Oh, okay. Except it's pointing straight down. I mean, how different oh. can they look? Yeah. You know, it's a ball with, with it's true. Droids arms. Are, yeah, exactly. It's not that far off from being one of those uh, the torture droids. What was that droid called that messed with Leia? Oh, the interrogator droid. Interrogator the, There you go. So very cool scene. Lando looks great. He's got a great outfit. We're going to see this cosplayed a million times over the next 20, 30, 40 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, Now, the tie look. So Kira, Kira, however they're going to pronounce it, is the one who knew Lando. She's telling Beckett. She's telling him, yeah, I know a guy. So I wonder if this is when Han meets him for the first time or if he also knew him a little bit. Oh, interesting. He, if he knew, he knew of, Kira, too. Oh, okay. Because he's, he's heard stories about him, too. Right. Interesting. I got a question for you, though, Eric, and Les, and Boo, maybe. Hmm. You guys all watch the Cosby show, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you guys might know where I'm going with this. Lando's outfit looks like one of the episodes 
What were Theo? Were Vanessa sewed Theo the designer shirt? Absolutely. And it was like <laughs> <laughs> one arm was longer than the other, and <laughs> yeah, that it that looks to me. I don't. Re- I remember it. Kind of looks kind of that like that shirt. Oh, do you remember that, Eric? It's probably worth a Google. It probably is. <laughs> it probably is. You heard it here first. It kind of looks like Theo's uh, effed up shirt, and then he ended up wearing it just to make his sister feel good about it. Correct? No, he (laughs) He ran upstairs and was pissed about it. No, he put it on and everybody started laughing at him. (laughs) It was horrible. It was horrible. (laughs) All right. Let's keep moving here. L3! Let go of the mean man's face. Who are these guys? All right, let's stop right there. We get introduced to L3. Mm -hmm. We find out. That L3 is a female mm-hmm. droid. And I love that fact. And she sounds super cool and she's strong as shit. Yep. And this is something I think Les was talking about earlier with the droids. It seems like we're going to get droids here on out in every other film. That's going to be the formula. Yeah, and and not just like regular droids, although R2 is badass in his own in his own right, but actually like legitimately badass droids. Like yeah. K two could actually kick some ass, you know, chuck down uh, Jin Erso, that kind of thing. L three here is about to crush some dude's neck, kind of thing. Yeah, so I, I think we're just gonna get awesome droids in each anthology film. And even yeah. in in Rebels, Chopper was a badass. Yeah, he so was yeah, a piece of shit, <laughs> dickhead. But he was he was badass. <laughs> so it looks like this is going to be the formula. Yeah, right. Very cool. Well, what's your take on L three there, Struthers? She's awesome. I I love that the voice is the way it is. Yeah, me too. That it's it, it's that it's not overly like it's not <laughs> robotic. I realize how dumb that sounds, but <laughs> no, no, I get what you're saying. It's human not like, inflections. I am and it's going really to cool. kick his ass. Yeah. It's not like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Beep, boop. And K two was the same, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Look over Lando's left shoulder. Okay. Frame right on us. That's a helmet that you're looking at. Oh, shit. No, no, no. It, yes, yes. Wait a minute. I I disagree. Come on. on. You're saying what I think you're saying? Oh, God. Are you saying that that's Boba Fett's helmet on the, on the, over his shoulder? It looks quite a bit like it to me. Okay. So from the still I'm looking at, it's hard for me to figure it out. I see the color and I see the line, but you just sent me a picture over the phone. And that looks pretty dead on as Boba Fett. Boo says no, but I'm showing him. No, no, I, I, I see it. I still You're don't just think so. You're just saying no. I don't still think don't so. think so, no. Wow. Um, I w- that is awesome. That's a great eye. Good job there, Eric. I did not know that. Well, I didn't see that. I didn't know that was a thing um, until the, now. The only thing about it that makes it questionable for me mm-hmm. is... I've had to like brighten it and brighten it to to really try to get a feel for it. Okay. And it, by doing that, now it almost looks like there's um a patch of flesh showing. Oh, okay. Directly under the helmet like it'd be his chest. Maybe he just wanted to show his hairy chest, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to it's hard to tell hot. because I Eric, maybe it was I've hot. modified the yeah, but oh, I see what you're saying. Everyone right else underneath is the jackets. neck, it looks yeah. like the neck area is open. Depending on which way it's turned, the the vertical part of Boba Fett's helmet, like that's 
lensed, if you will. Right. Doesn't look like it's in there, but it's I can't tell what angle we're looking at the helmet at either. We need to talk to Haas Burkhart, the Boba Fett expert, mm-hmm. and see what he thinks. What you probably should do is tune into Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners, solo trailer two breakdown. <laughs> Cha-ching. All right, let's move along. But great find there, buddy. I mean, that gets me excited. There are rumors that he might be in this film and that other sluggy fat dude. If you come with us, you're in this life for good. Next scenes we get are pretty much shots of the Falcon and Yay. Solo inside the Falcon. Boo, I'm sure, love this. Oh, my God. Right? And the Falcon looks beautiful. He's touching the Falcon. He walks into the pristine Falcon. He's got this look in his eyes like he's just stepped into a candy store. I got it right. A kid in a candy <laughs> store this time. <laughs> yeah. And then we got Woody Harrelson telling him, you can straight out godfathering him right there. If you enter this life, there's no going back. And evidently we know there's really no going back for him. Even when he was trying to get out. They pulled me back in. <laughs> so let's keep going. You might want to buckle up, baby. Okay. Here we go. So we got this. We got the next scene that everybody's been talking about is Lando, Donald Glover saying, You might want to buckle up, baby. <laughs> and then we have L3 smacking its head. And then we have a shot of Han. And I don't know if this is from that, right from that quote, but you have a shot of Han like rolling his eyes at Lando, which we've seen that before in Empire. Mm hmm. Right. So this iconic, it's going to be this iconic kind of quote that everybody's talking about. Les, you're over this quote already or no? Not completely over <laughs> it. <laughs> you, thought, just, you thought it was just too much? I've seen enough okay. everywhere, but yeah, it's all good. Man. This is going to be a bumper sticker, be a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the little sticker you put on the glass, right. so, you know, oh, the back of the no. car, all that. Oh. Yeah. And instead of baby on board, it's, you know, buckle up, baby. You better buckle up, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get ready, Les. <laughs> what do you think about Donald Glover's uh, dialogue, well, Lando's dialogue on this, Eric, in this, in, in this entire trailer i'm glad that he talked and to me i see him and then i'm like yeah cool that's lando if that makes any sense it totally makes sense Mm -hmm. you you buy that it's lando absolutely yeah yeah without without question i guess is pretty firm endorsement but yeah yeah absolutely all right let's move on let me give you some advice assume everyone will betray you and you will never be disappointed okay so we got these cool shots of this this rail this train that's going in through the this probably in the minds of kessel mm-hmm. what everybody's talking about and we see this thing do this this turn we get these shots there's there's stormtroopers different kind of stormtroopers up the on range top troopers of it. yeah yeah and just awesome looking shots Everything is so beautiful and awesome looking in this in this trailer. It's just it's just crazy. Um, and then we got Woody Harrelson's character, and that's Beckett's character, pretty much telling him everybody will betray you. They show Kira, and they show Lando. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Lando already betrayed him. It's kind of like a foreshadowing mm-hmm. in Empire. And then we see some ATSTs, correct, Eric? Yeah, and seeing it like fall down, or or you know like leap down from something that's that's pretty baller man yeah no that is a badass entrance it's yeah badass entrance and and this and i paused it at a shot where you see these uh soldiers and you see the atst 
This is what I thought Rogue One was going to feel like. This shot itself, how it's so dark and it looks like Saving Private Ryan. Instead of the tropical look, when they first sold Rogue One to everybody at Celebration in Anaheim, I thought this is what we're going to see. So it's kind of interesting. It's gone the dark and gritty. (laughs) Oh, that phrase. Damn, that's what I've had enough of. I know. I know. So we see Chewbacca, and evidently we see Chewbacca's wife or Mala. Mala. Has that been confirmed that that's Mala? No, but that's everybody's assumption. And they give each other a pretty firm headbutt there. Well, and if it's it's I don't know. <laughs> this is a weird thing to say, but the the appearance is slight, like more feminine, I guess, compared to the Chewbacca. I agree. I agree. And not only that, shit's going down around them. By the way, there's blaster fire. The Falcons right there. It's getting fired upon. This is probably the last time they see each other. Yeah, because Chewie doesn't have his bandolier. He sure doesn't. On. Yeah, so I, it, it it seems like this is a final goodbye. Maybe this is where, you know, Chewie gets saved or something like that. But or, here's the weird thing. The Falcon's in it. Are we sure that's the Falcon? Yeah, we're definitely not sure it's the Falcon. Yeah, it might not be the Falcon. You're right. This might be where Han saves Chewie and mm-hmm. saves Chewie's family. Yeah. And the life dead starts. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But it's beautiful. I'm pausing it at a beautiful moment right now. Yeah, are, no. Are you seeing yeah. this? Yeah, some nice. It looks like two furries going at it. <laughs> Thanks for turning something sweet into something disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what What I'm guessing is this is where he's being saved. And this is, you know, I'll come back for you moment. Yeah. I, I agree. All right, let's keep going. Since when do you know how to fly? 190 years old? You look great. <laughs> that was just the great line. How do you know how to fly? 190 years old. You look great. Mm-hmm. Killed it. Delivered it great. Killed it. And then before that, just a ton of awesome Falcon shots. Oh, yeah. That's your favorite. That's your favorite. God, yeah. Ton of Falcon shots. He looks fantastic. Kira looks great. Chewie looks great. Where's Lando? Who knows? Who cares? This just looks awesome. Let's keep going. Push it. Okay, I'm stopping right there because... Speaking of fucking Falcon shots, oh, holy crap, we get mm-hmm. – and, and the, the people that edited this trailer should win an award. The sounds, the noise, just perfect and dead on. And then we get a shot, and I paused it, of the Falcon going over where I assume was the scene that we saw in the beginning where the showdown is. That's what it looks like. Because it looks I'm, like was, on the left-hand side, uh, where, where the water was on the right, this makes total sense, the left-hand side where the pipes are is where that showdown took place, evidently. Right. Mm. Maybe the Falcon comes to save the fucking day. That'd be great. Let's keep going. First of all, Paul Bettany has some kind of weird weapon he starts going a little ape shit with, starts wrecking shit up. And then we get Chewie. Oh my God. Doing things that we want, we wanted Chewie to do for a long time. We almost got the arms ripped off. Mm-hmm. Um, they never put that in the actual movie, but the deleted scenes had it, right? Or the, I know the book had it pretty, dis- it did, pretty yeah. detailed description. Did the deleted scenes in Force Awakens have that shot, Eric, of Chewie ripping 
of Kurt Platt's arms off? Yes. Okay. I thought I remember seeing it. So we get Chewie picking somebody up and smashing him to the ground. Head first. Head first. Into the ground. Top of the head. Yeah. What's cool about this is the look of it is because of how dark it is, it's almost like the guy's head has gone into his body. His head That's came out of his own ass. I used, to yeah, a, exactly. I used to have a He-Man action figure that had that would do that. <laughs> Ram Man. Ram Man. That's right. <laughs> L3 said, so glad we took this job, which is pretty cool while shit's going down around She's excited, yeah. And one of my favorite parts is Chewie with his goggles hanging out Getting, it's about to get his head smashed and Han holding him and trying to save him. Love the cliffhanger. Love how it goes into the Stolo logo. And we have it and done. Dunder Mifflin, beautiful, awesome. No other words to say, but just awesome. So there is the breakdown. Let's talk about what we thought about the trailer. Les, I'm going to go with you first since you're feeling so great right now. The trailer in its entirety, what did you think? Again, I'm not the most well versed in Star Wars, like the the depth, you know, into the depth of what everybody else is out there. The reason why I gave that one word answer at the beginning was was confident is because I'm going to go back to that same well I've been before. There was so much controversy around this. Yeah, and good point. Good point. That first trailer that hit, people were like, "Oh, you know, oh, this has potential." Then we got all the haters out there going, "Well, we didn't want this film," and like Eric mentioned earlier. You know, people saying, we nobody asked for this. Now this comes out and it's like, dude, you got to see the trailer, man. Oh, the solo's coming. It's it's <laughs> it's like all of a sudden this, this breath of fresh air and this like second wind and it's just restoring a confidence. It's restoring the fact that for the first movie that's going to be outside other than, I mean, Rogue One nestled nicely into continuity. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? But for this one, it's a lot of pressure and it looks like they're, they don't give a rip. They're going to stand right there in a the batter's box and take their hacks. And this is going to be fun. Like it's it's showing that it's going to be fun. It's going to give us a whole different taste of Star Wars. It's going to give us a whole different, you know, a fresh take to you know use a cliche. And it's going to bring to life, or at least flesh out, and give us a backbone of probably the most beloved character, or not the most, but the coolest guy in the whole fucking mm-hmm. galaxy. My, my favorite character. So there you go. Yeah. Right. Boo. Yeah, um, no, Les is completely right. I love I love the the music in the trailer, the way it's cut, it's wonderfully done. When, when, you know, from the first trailer finding out not finding out, but actually seeing how much of my two favorite things in Star Wars I'm gonna get is of Chewie and the Millennium Falcon. I was already sold. And you got Boba Fett. No, not really, I don't okay. think so. But now seeing this, it just looks even better. From all the cool shots that we see to actually the action that's going to be in it, I I wasn't anticipating how much of an action-packed movie this looks like it's going to be. So that's very cool, a very good surprise. And then we see more about the characters in this one. Love them all. I think I, I think the cast and everybody everybody that's in it is going to kill it. It's a really good ensemble cast. Super pumped. Super pumped for this. Yeah, it You're looks great. Board. Oh, absolutely. Struthers, I know where you let, you side on this one, but I want to hear it coming out of your mouth. I'm really stoked on it, man. Everything about it, I don't know. I guess I don't know what my expectations were, so I'd have to say it exceeded them by some margin. The The locations all look cool. I'm excited to see what each one of them is. The amount of camaraderie and that sort of banter between the cast members I think is really cool. I, Chewbacca's relationship with Han Solo 
has always seemed like a big deal. And seeing it from this stage and them going back and forth, like you said, giving each other the crap. I mean, that's what two best dude friends do. I hear I don't have any. But if you (laughs) if you take all of that out, even still, you're left with what looks like it's going to be a good, solid action movie. And I feel like they knocked it out of the park with this personally. Would you say this is one of the best trailers you've seen in Star Wars lore? My favorite trailer in Star Wars history is The Phantom Menace, mm. even though it's not my favorite movie of all stars. <laughs> the trailer is so fucking good. Is this one of the best trailers you've seen Star Wars put out? That's hard to say. And the reason I say that's difficult is going by how these things make me feel. To me, that's what movies are about. I can talk about technical excellence. I can talk about all of those things. But how a movie makes me feel is what determines whether I like it. It's rewatchability, all of that stuff. The Phantom Menace and The Force Awakens were two that came out when it seemed like there was just this permanent drought. And so the emotional impact of that is makes it very difficult to surpass those. Yeah, yeah, yeah The Force Awakens was awesome as well. And But as far as... Just technical excellence. Man, this looks great. Totally agree, man. My, my take on now, this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, oh, one other thing I was going to add is I'm kind of immediately following this. And I mean, luckily, I didn't see a huge uproar about it, but it, it sort of surprised me as I saw somebody that I follow on Twitter mention. So do you think that the location scenes, those were definitely shot by Lord Miller, right? That was their question. And to me, my gut reaction was, who cares? Let's watch the movie. It looks awesome. Who cares about any of that? Exactly. None of that matters now. Let's dig into it and get the feels from it. Right. You know, I the reason I love this trailer so much is because it's proving to people that have been shitting on this movie since day one that all they were doing is trying to talk shit to talk shit and clickbait. I still saw something today. I swear to God, I didn't click on it, thank God. It said, how much will Solo bomb? Question mark. That was the headline after the trailer came out. It's unbelievable to me. This one look, makes me feel like it's going to be like that, that Guardians of the Galaxy fun, adventure, Indiana Jones type of film. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a, a unique version of a Star Wars film. And I cannot wait. And I was really, really worried about Alden. I wasn't worried about his performance, even though things came out that he needed a coach, which is totally normal, by the way. They bring coaches on set all the time, acting coaches on set all the time. I was worried that people were going to shit on him just to shit on him, and his career was going to go to shit. Because Star Wars fans, which I'm one of them, tend to be pretty nasty. I just read something about Tony Gilroy talking about how hard it was for him to, to write and do the rewriting of, of Rogue One mm. and how impossible it is to write a story that's in a saga like Star Wars because somebody will always complain. And that somebody means a million people will complain because it's such a big fan base. So that, that was an interesting article. So I'm really excited about Alden. I think in this trailer, I think he shows that he can do it and he's done it. A plus for this trailer. Absolutely. Yeah. Gave me the goosebumps. Everybody was good. Only thing I wanted to hear and see a little bit more of is Daddy Newton's character. Mm-hmm. We don't, but that's great. We still have some suspense. Yeah. All right. 
Now, any other Star Wars stuff you want to talk about real quick, Struthers? Or would that trailer breakdown was suffice? I'd say for right now, man, that's the big thing. Essentially, what everybody's waiting for now is when are advanced tickets going to go on sale? Oh, are we ever? I'm texting people every day about that. And they're probably getting sick of me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Now, we're going to get to some other stuff real quick, and we'll try to fit it all in. I know we... A chunk of this was all solo trailer, but you can't blame us. We're excited. And we are on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. So we're definitely going to talk about some random schmeels. And one of the random schmeels is Lord of the Chichings. Mm-hmm. Because it looks like that Lord of the Rings is going to get a billion-dollar budget Jesus from Amazon. Christ. This last November, Amazon announced that it had acquired the rights to produce a multi-season show set in J.R.R. Tolkien's Middle-earth. The Hollywood Reporter now says that Amazon's show might include material from Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings and Hobbit trilogies, and that it must go into production within two years. Now, here's the crazy thing. As a race for high-quality television content has heated up amongst streaming services, Amazon has been on the hunt for big, ambitious television projects to keep up with likes of Netflix, Apple, and Disney's forthcoming streaming platforms. Its acquisition of Lord of the Rings franchise brings them an enormously successful and recognizable property. Amazon reportedly beat out Netflix for the rights, and according to The Hollywood Reporter, it expects to spend $1 billion on the show over the course of five seasons, to which it is reportedly committed to. Also, looks like they have acquired Peter Jackson to produce the entire endeavor. And this all comes from Cinema Blend, um, but it's reported by The Hollywood Reporter. That's crazy. What is your initial reactions to not just the billion dollars? That's just crazy. We can all say it out loud. That's fucking batshit crazy. But do you think this can be as successful as a Game of Thrones? I'll go with you, Les, first. For the money, it better be. (laughs) <laughs> like it just it just better be uh actually yeah there's a there's a lot of material i think they can mine and, and glean and and you know get some stuff out of it so i i could see them doing maybe leading up to the battle leading up to that first battle in a uh, fellowship where was it isildur you're on who's your uh, aragorn's oh wait am i the only one Pretty much. No, I, I've I've seen all the movies. I've read two of the books. Okay, so the guy that the sword that gets smashed in half and he break, he chops right. off Sauron's finger. Yes. Let's say that they do this five seasons leading up to that actual battle. Wow, okay. that might mm-hmm. actually be okay. Okay, I have something after we all talk about. It, I have something to say, but what do you think about this? Do you think this could be successful? Bigger than bigger than Game of Thrones? It has a shot. It has a shot because Lord of the Rings is able to spread to more of an audience than Game of Thrones is because Game of Thrones is Ooh, okay. is a very 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 adult show. Right. Very adult show. With this literally the entire family can sit down Interesting. and watch. Okay. Uh, there could you know there could be new content, new books, new this, new that, do uh, a tons of different type of media in order to spread this around. So it does have a shot because it'll it'll reach more uh, more audience members instead of just we can only watch you know game of thrones when the kids are asleep kind of thing because it's that kind of a show with this bring the kids in they've read the books they've seen the movies they're totally into it so that that will give it a shot um yeah plus the the world and the lore is pretty it is, it is pretty cool and very interesting so yeah so it has a shot to do it i think it could i don't think it will but it could 
I don't know, man. You take something like Lord of the Rings that have, you've got the fans from the books, you've got the fans from the movies, and you're putting it in a very accessible package that I'd say it has a really strong opportunity to maybe surpass Game of Thrones. Because you got people who dig Game of Thrones who are going to watch this. You've got you've got the, the, all the people who don't that are going to watch it for other reasons. Eric, wasn't your nickname in college accessible package? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's the thing. I kind of agree with you guys, but I have a major, not a major disagreement. This is where I come in with a debate. I think Game of Thrones is popular because of the violence and because of the sex. You have people that aren't into geekdom at all that binge the show and religiously watch the show. I mean, a lot of people, right? I mean, just think about your friends that aren't into geekdom. You can still talk to them about Game of Thrones because they're watching it every week. I, but, I, but I, Game I, of Thrones is... Yeah, go ahead. I, I, don't, I don't... Not to jump... I'm jumping in. No, Game of Thrones you. is... I don't think it's geekdom. I don't think it's like comic book. I get that it's well, it's fantasy. Yeah, it's, you're Thrones, right. Sci-fi fantasy Game is Thrones part of that. Lord of the Rings thing. on steroids. Yeah, 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 yeah. It right? is okay. Yes, you're right. Why? What I'm saying is, I listen to sports talk radio in the morning when I'm driving to work. You know, when I'm not listening to all the great podcasts that are on the MSW network, but they were talking about Game of Thrones on sports talk radio. They talk about it on the local news about the season finale. I don't know. If you're going to get those people watching a token show, do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like Lorena, she doesn't watch Game of Thrones, but there are people that are like Lorena that watch Game of Thrones would never think about watching a token film or never have gone or read Tolkien's work. Yeah, it was, but uh, Lorena would never watch this Game of Thrones or uh, this uh, Lord of the Rings show ever anyway. Exactly. Should it, no, no matter how good it is or how, how much uh, hoopla right, that's, is about that's it. That's my point. Never going to touch it. That's my it. point. There is a, a percentage of audience that watch Game of Thrones mm -hmm. that, that are, are that person. Yeah. They will not ever give it a shot. Mm -mm. That's what I'm worried about. Not that I'm worried. It's not like it's my fucking money that I'm spending <laughs> on it. That I hope it does well. I love Tolkien's work. I love the movies. The first trilogy was way better than the other the Hobbit trilogy. I mean, way better. No? No, well, no, I, I, I just think that the Hobbit movies were good. No, the, the, the original trilogy is good, but the two Hobbit movies are, are decent movies. I enjoyed the movies. They're decent the movies. Three, yeah. the three they're Hobbit decent movies. movies. The three, by the way, they're decent movies. There's three. No, there's the. There's three. It's, it's the Hobbit. That's how good they were. You don't remember the. The Desolation of Smaug, and then the Battle of Five Armies. Yes. It shouldn't have been three. It should have been a fucking one and a half movies. I thought it was two, but okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, see, there you go. All right. So, but the first three were. Best Picture movies. Yes. They won. One of them won Best Picture. Return mm -hmm. of the King won Best Picture. I, I hope it does well. I love they got Peter Jackson. I'm, I'm great with it. I, billion dollars. I don't know why they're spending a billion dollars on, on a show, but. That's $200 million a fucking season. Yeah. That's way more than Game of Thrones. Yeah. And Game of Thrones does a million dollars an episode. That's what I'm saying. I'm well, like, that, what? that's just production value and. Holy fuck. Them though. being able to manipulate and use computer. Schmeagol better look yes. super cool, man. Some I don't think he's going to be in it. No. You better for a billion dollars. You better get Andy Serkis' ass over there doing some Schmeagol stuff. Let me ask you this. When they're talking about these figures, in Amazon's case, they're probably talking about everything from the top down. Production, advertising, you name it. 
Right. When you talk about what Game of Thrones, I mean, believe me, I realize there's a huge gap (laughs) in those numbers. But when they talk about like Game of Thrones production costs, they're talking about the production costs. Are they talking about anything else? Well, yeah, I'm sure the billion dollars incorporates everything. I would imagine it's 250 million per season. I, I would imagine it's everything. The advertisement, paying Peter Jackson, whatever the hell he's getting out of it. Um, you know, the CG. I'm sure. I'm sure you're right about that. But it's still a shit ton of money. It's crazy. It's crazy. Imagine if Lucasfilm came out and said, listen, we're going to put a billion dollars into the live action series. It'd <laughs> be awesome. Jesus Christ. It'd be awesome. It'd be great. But you know, good for Amazon. They're trying. They need. They know they need to step up their game. Yeah, no, yeah, they 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 are swinging a ba- a really big bat at this. So yeah, they sure are. They sure are. All right, let's move into Westworld. I told you guys. That Thank God. I finished Westworld season one, and real quick, it was great. Super cool. A little slow at times, but man, it was. I mean, it is the show that takes over Game of Thrones and gives you that you know that fix. Very very impressed. Very impressed. Very impressed with the last episode, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to spoil it for people that haven't seen Westworld. The we giant spaghetti monster. The spaghetti monster was amazing. Um, we're going to play the season two trailer. And I love the trailer because it has a great song in the mm-hmm. background. If you don't recognize it, it's Nirvana's Heart Shaped Box, but done acoustically. Uh, it's amazing. So let's play the Westworld 2 season two trailer. I dreamt I was on an ocean. You and the others on the distant shore. Were you with us? No. What's it mean? Dreams don't mean anything, Dolores. That answer doesn't seem to satisfy you. Because it's not completely honest. stop to wonder about your actions the price you'd have to pay if there was a reckoning Ever be frightened of me. There you have that beautiful trailer. 
you haven't seen Westworld, guys, definitely watch it. I'm going to ask these guys a question. I know Eric hasn't seen season one, but I know he knows pretty much the premise. More or less. I'm going to ask you guys. If you, I'm going to go with Eric first, since he hasn't seen the show. If you had the opportunity to go into Westworld, go into a Disneyland for adults where you can kill people, have sex with people, be the villain, be the good hero, what world would you pick to be in? Eric? Does it have to be real world? Like, like yes. actually here? Okay. Yeah, it can't be like you're in, you know, on Endor or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah like right. I'd be on Endor. Uh, God, dude. I, I always thought that like the time period of just after the Civil War, like Outlaw Josie Wales time. Okay, so pretty much Westworld. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, pretty much, pretty but, much Wild but, but I also like bathing on the reg, so I don't mm-hmm. know that that's exactly what I would choose. Uh, pro- let's, you know what? Let's say post World War Two, post World hmm. War Two, late forties into the early fifties. Would you be a hero or a villain, dude? I'd be a hero, man. Have you met me? Mm. I, have, I, have. <laughs> I thought you'd mean you want to go out of the box, you know, and not be the hero that you always are every day. And maybe be that villain for once. Dude, <laughs> me being a regular person, hero, compared to how much of a hero I am all the time, is being a villain. <laughs> anyway, no, man, I, I don't know. I think, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a villainous person. I'm a writer of wrongs. Unfortunately, in my real life, most of the wrongs I've righted have been my own. Oh, <laughs> that's okay. At least you've righted him. But what do you? What do you got? Um, ancient Rome. Ah, you took mine. You Ooh. son of a bee. Yeah, no. you took mine. Yeah, I would, I, I would love that. Yeah, no, that would be amazing. Yeah, just uh, everything around it. Would uh, you be a gladiator? I would try it. I would try it definitely. I would be a villain. Absolutely, you'd be a villain. Yeah, you son of a bee. I'd be a villain. Yeah, no, I would be a. Yeah, that that'd be pretty badass. I would I would love to be around the, during that time. Yeah, yeah, you took mine. Good one. That's a great one. Less. Uh, if we're going by the concept of Westworld, yes. Yeah. So I guess. See, okay, so your ancient Rome thing, mm-hmm. and and then I know there's a samurai, like there's a feudal. Yeah, that's Japan what I want to. That's why I want to bring this question up because yeah. they're going into the samurai world this mm-hmm. year. Well, I, I think it's Shogun world. If Shogun, world, if I'm not just, mistaken, oh there's all these different ones. I would kind of want to stay away from the ones where hand-to-hand combat is <laughs> probably true. something we're not trained in and good at at all, regardless of the programming of the you know of the hosts. But at this point, they're all rogue now. I think. Yeah. If, if well, at this point, well, they're not going to spoil they, that at this point. Well, the trailer spoils. Let's it, assume yeah. that that can happen we're like going a Jurassic Park kind yeah, of we're thing. Going yeah. Jurassic Park. And, and like by a, the way, this is where Michael Crichton. Got the idea from Jurassic yes. Park was from writing. So, so let's assume that the Pirates of the Caribbean jump off and start hopping into your ships and stabbing you, know, you. stabbing you and yeah. getting your booty. <laughs> that stuff. Nobody's touching my booty. <laughs> Arr. Should we do some pirate jokes? No. Guys? Huh. No. Oh, I'm so out of it, Dev. Buccaneer. Arr. But I, I'd rather go to the future world. There's no. Fu- I, you can't go to future world. You p- you said pick one of them. Yeah. So I'd what be in my hovercraft. Future world on Westworld. They have a future world. You have to understand. That's what I'm saying. Well, they, I'm sure they have it. We haven't seen it. They're gonna bring it. That's what the new weapons. There's new guns and stuff in the you trailer. Don't you don't know. Yeah, buddy. You don't know. So 
That's where I'm going, dude. Yeah, you, know, you can't. Give you, me a laser you, you gun. You know where Future World Give is. Give me a laser gun and a VR device, and I'll just sit there nah. calmly and zap everything. Like I said, I don't want to have to fight VR with device. samurai. VR devices, are you said? Yeah, I don't want to have to fight with samurai or Spartacus or Spartacus. you know Davy Crockett out there. I'm good, man. Like Davy Crockett. If I can't have a a, a automat a full auto M60 to just wipe things out, <laughs> trust, man. I mean, as much as I think I can handle mine, a samurai for sure is slicing me in half. Oh yeah, for sure. on, but on it's just, Westworld. You'll ne- you won't die. I mean, it's, I won't. I'll fall on a damn sword on accident. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding? Come on, think about it. I didn't pick samurai, dude. I would, I would die. I wouldn't even be seriously. I wouldn't they, survive two minutes that, of it. The Shogun world, or if we're watching this show in general, the violence level is ridiculous. It you is, could it is. just accidentally trip and fall on a tomahawk, and you're done. So uh, I. Uh, just let me sit where I can steak, maybe. Oh, my stomach! Wow, yeah. Let me stay in a spot where I could just, you know, point, click, and kill. I'm good. Hey, you know what I would do? I'd be I, a good guy, though. I would try to. You be would a be a good guy. guy. Yeah, you can. I can yeah, because well, think about it. it. Would be like Blade Runner, kind of Fifth Element, like. Oh, that's what noir. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, what okay. I mean. That'd so I would just. Cool. You'd be like a detective. Yeah, and I could be like a detective. A you know what I would do? Something my, like that. I'll take it. I, Rome would be my first. My second would be during Jack Ripper time. The Victorian and, era? Ooh. Yeah, and and, and right trying to figure out who Jack the Ripper was. That would be kind of cool. Mm, huh? That would be cool. That'd be scary, too. Yeah, and you stumble and get ripped open. Yeah. Damn. But then I'd, ah, it's all I'd danger respond. everywhere. You're right. Uh, respawn. So Not the way this people, works. There's no response. That's true. Yeah, well, right now there isn't. So if you haven't watched Westworld, please do so. It's a great show. Don't take as long as I did. Season two is coming up shortly, within weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, check out that trailer on YouTube. It's just, it's amazing. It's beautiful. Now, we also have some Joker news. Now, Joaquin Phoenix was asked about being the Joker and he kind of like brushed it off. But he was asked, what does the Heath Ledger Joker, does that make you a little bit scared about being that character? So this is what he said. He said, I don't know about that movie or character specifically, but I was thinking about it. It's interesting with comics. There's, a, there's different writers and artists that come on. It's different than the characters from literature being uniquely that. There are different interpretations. It's so interesting. I was just thinking about it today. It seems so unique in some ways to comics. I think there's probably room for that. Maybe it's like doing a play, like you're always here about people doing something. You should have seen this actor do this performance, but then the other actors does something else. I think that genre, comic books, kind of lends itself to having different people play the same character and interpret it in different ways. It's kind of built into the source material in some ways. I think it's cool when people do that. So this is a way of saying, hey, I'm not saying that I want to do Joker, but I kind of want to do Joker. And I think he'd be a great Joker. Mm-hmm. I think he would, would kill it. What do you think, Les? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, he has the look. The, it wouldn't take much to get him, you know, to, to get him into character. And he's completely right. There are so many different variations and in, in different incarnations of all these characters. Uh, the Joker, for sure, like you get, sometimes you'll get the, the smart Joker where he's a chemist and he's cooking up something that's going to wipe out half the world. And then you get the Joker that's just flat out insane and bloodthirsty and just mayhem everywhere so it it, it can there's a wide range of these different in of all these characters 
you know, there's the brooding Batman. There's also the detective Batman. There's also the hand-to-hand Batman who's just willing to beat the crap out of people. And you get all this different takes on these characters from different writers throughout the history of these comic characters. They've been around for a long time. So he has a point. So he could even go to a different level, different depth. Maybe not to the point where Ledger, what Ledger did, where he basically immersed himself and became, I mean, albeit it led to him losing his life, but he did embody and give us probably one of the best live versions of the Joker. But I think Joaquin Phoenix will be just fine. I agree. He's batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> that's a good point, man. Yeah, yeah. He he would. I think he would do a great job. And and they are pushing for a. And if if it, this movie does come out with Scorsese, it's going to be R rated. It's going to be a hard R, mm-hmm. which is should be. Well, that's the only way. I think that's the only way you could do it. Yeah, you can't do a Joker movie. That's yeah, no, you can't. PG thirteen. Yeah, you can't. You have to go all the way over the line. Yeah, which would be kind of interesting to see. That's for sure. The last bit of comic book news, uh, comic book movie TV news. Fake scripts. So we got the Avengers coming out shortly. And the secrecy around the movie extended to the actors this time. So the world premiere just came out this week. And and it's been out uh, when they did the premiere. And then the uh, first reactions have been unbelievable. Uh But Paul Bettany was interviewed. And he was interviewed by the Hey You Guys uh, UK podcast. Is that, is that a Goonies? Hey, you guys. It should be a, a steel thing. There's been a lot of secrecy around Avengers Infinity War. The film's directors, the Russo brothers, took to social media asking people not to spoil the movie last week. And Marvel Studios isn't even screening the full film ahead of the worldwide premiere, which happened this week. So it's been under very tight wraps. Now, actor Paul Bettany told Hey, you guys, that this thing has spread not only to everybody around it, but to the actors. The secrecy around, this is what Paul Bettany said, the secrecy around this film extended this time to the cast. I mean, really, it was crazy. We read the scripts that were fake scripts, and then they had fake twists and scenes that never were shot. And you'd talk to the directors, and they'd say, all that stuff that's in the script never happens. We're not shooting it. So they didn't know sometimes what they were filming until that day, because they didn't want anybody to give up anything. And if you watch Tom Holland do his little junkets this week, he almost screws it up two or three times because then you have Ruffalo. you have Ruffalo looking at him a couple of times going, dude, you need to stop. Yeah, they're going to shoot you. And, if, and luckily, he's, he didn't spoil things. But so that's pretty interesting that it's gone to a point where they're giving fake scripts to the actors so it doesn't leak out. We thought that the Star Wars one was tight-lipped. This thing is even crazier. But we are all very excited about this, mm-hmm. and it's coming up very, very shortly. Now, we have a voicemail from King Tom. I haven't listened to this yet, but we are going to play it. And let's see what King Tom has to say. Hey there, Sithhead. King Tom. First of all, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for answering my uh, different kind of questions on last week's episode. I had a blast with your answers. I learned something about all of you. And, uh, you know, I I, I get the the whole universe gets the hold over Raj's head, the fact that he went to a Spin Doctors concert. Oh, fuck. Because they suck. (laughs) Anyway, I had a question for you guys this week. I recently, uh, the other night, my wife and I finished Jessica Jones Season 2. Like I said a few weeks ago, I was, you know, worried about it feeling a little bit too long at times, like it had to fit the 
number of episodes it it had and it was a sign instead of the story that it had to tell. And there was a little bit of that, but overall it was a very good season. And I think Marvel has been doing a very good job with their Netflix shows. Um their Agents of Shield show, usually good. It's not entirely my thing, but it's good. Uh, Agent Carter was good and we will forget the Inhumans because Marvel certainly has forgotten it. But my question is, you know, they have a thriving uh, on-screen cinematic universe and a very well-developed, especially on the, the Netflix shows universe. And, you know, with Infinity War coming out in a few weeks, and they've said, we are not going to feature any of the characters at all. No cameos, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they could reverse themselves, but everyone's going with what the party line is that the Netflix Marvel heroes will not be in Infinity War. Even though they're part of the universe, they've mentioned the movies on the Netflix shows. Are they hurting the Netflix shows by not having the characters cameo in Infinity War? You know, a lot of this stuff is going to be happening in New York. Take five seconds to show Daredevil swing, you know, jumping from the rooftops or Luke and uh, Jessica, you know, lifting cars off of kids or Iron Fist just being a schmuck. You know, <laughs> what what hurt would that do? I don't know. That's my question. Should they do it? I think they should, but that's just me. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys later. King Tom, thank you again for that question last week. Thank you for bringing up that I saw the Spin Doctors again. That was not a proud moment in my life. Great question. Again, uh, I'll go first on this one real quick. I don't think it will hurt it. I would love to see them somewhere. If you're going to bring everybody out, why not them? They're, the way that they've made these Netflix shows, to me, they're just as important mm-hmm. as these main characters. I mean, these Netflix shows have been so, they've been so great and they've been done so well. Why not give them the props that they deserve? And I know all the actors want to do it. So maybe they've kept it hush-hush. But can you imagine seeing Luke Cage next to Iron Man or something? Like, how cool would that be? Just just, just like King Tom said, for, for three minutes, have them like working together, doing one thing in this Thanos thing. And then they're saying, hey, no, no, we got this, guys. You guys worry about this. I don't know. That's my Damn, that That's pretty much what I would have said right there. Okay. Cool. That is exactly what I would have said. Like, why so, not? Like, it'd be so cool. Yeah. And people in the theaters would shit themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or just have Punisher just like, ah, and just <laughs> shoot people up for no reason. No, that wouldn't, that wouldn't work. But no, no, that what you're saying is exactly that because he's right. There's going to be spillover in this battle. There's going to be some out, maybe a squad of outriders goes running off into Hell's Kitchen and Daredevil's like, what the hell is this? I got to take care of this. Right. So he's got to go down there and whoop some ass. You know, Punisher's got to pull out the big guns and shoot some aliens down, dude. It's not a stretch. There's two movies, so let's just ass- let's hold out hope that possibly it could happen in part two of Infinity War. Oh, maybe. Maybe they're holding off for that. That, that I mean, it may not happen, I but I agree 100% with this whole thing. Get the street-level heroes into this for sure. And you know what? It would just elevate those characters and the Netflix shows even more if they see those guys on big screen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you think, bro? No, it wouldn't hurt. No, it wouldn't hurt. But I think I would like like to see this be a portion of of this battle or uh, of this movie or maybe both the movies be a new new season of The Defenders. Whoa, that that would be cool. Instead of if, if instead of them being do it, but that would but be instead great. of them being the movie for just three minutes, I would rather this be 
either half a season or maybe the entire season of the you defenders mean like sandwich the two movies between the defenders it, exactly so that three minutes turns into a whole season is a whole season that great yes so that's, that three minutes of them going at it in infinity war on the big screen becomes eight episodes of the defenders and it's them going them having to take it take care of this yes business. that's a that's great a idea good and idea. then and it's then great idea. and then you know danny Rand tells thanos that i'm the immortal iron fist and he smashes him with the actual iron fist and kills him kills danny Rand. yes and says no bitch i have the iron fist i am the fucking iron it's fist with made the gauntlet. Of gold stupid i know it is yes <laughs> yeah, no no that's what, you know no, that's, what you, that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah he's like bitch you ain't got shit like, look at my fucking is, fist is your as fist fucking just as metal like mine yeah and just crunch yes yeah, exactly that's that's what i want yeah er- eric you gonna you gonna go see infinity war in theater yeah i'm pretty sure man love it we're gonna get a bunch of people to come on and talk about infinity war after it we see it I know we'll get King Tom on, and I know Skirits wants to come on. We'll get yes. him back on. We yeah. love him. And Killer. Yeah, we're going to have a great time. So even Eric Struthers is going to go see Infinity War. Can yeah, I- man, that's right. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, people. It's going to happen. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to talk a little Walking Dead. But we're going to save like the juicy Walking Dead stuff for next week because... We're going to be able to go to a special screener that was, uh, you know, we got pretty lucky. We got some tickets to go to a special screener, and we are part of the MakingStarWars.net's pop culture division, and we're going to cover it for Making Star Wars. So we're going to go see it on an IMAX screen. We're going to see the finale and the crossover to Fear the Walking Dead. We'll talk about it in depth next week, but we do want to say we're all caught up, and the show has improved tremendously. Especially the last couple episodes. Yes. The If you don't want to be spoiled for The Walking Dead, please forward it to the end because we're going to spoil it a little bit here. So on five, four, three, two, one, spoil. The Negan interaction with Rick has been great. The mm-hmm. acting of, of Negan. Top notch. Top notch. Rick is always great. Mm-hmm. Everything has been improving except for something's up. With like I said this before, this season the direction is still a little off to me. I don't know what it is. They're doing weird things with the show. Uh, like the shots are weird to mm-hmm. me. The filters are weird to me. Everything seems a little off. Some some of the editing, the cuts. Yes. Yeah. The uh, the different. Uh, we had a fade to black last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like very that. Odd. And mm-hmm. For a time change. So. Things are a little off, and hopefully they're starting to get their shit together because they're losing people. They're losing viewers. Mm-hmm. But the last two episodes were really good. Very, very good. Action-packed, storyline twists. Felt like old school Walking Dead. You guys are on the same page? Absolutely. Yeah, it's definitely picked up, gotten better. I I remember I had a feeling at one point in the season, before this, it, it was pretty much mandatory watching. It was like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. Well, before this, every we would have every Sunday here. That's we'd watch it together. Exactly yep. what I'm and saying. Now we don't so do that. It, and that it, says a lot about the show, right? So it's turning back into that where I'm like, okay, I'll record it, and then it's like, wait, 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 I need to watch because it's getting, it's gotten better. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's getting that feeling back. The bu- it's starting to bubble up. They have been losing viewers, but these last couple episodes, and I think the season finale and the crossover will definitely help. And we're getting satisfying kills, by the way. 
Simon dying the way he died and getting choked out mm-hmm. and the, the play that was turned on him yeah. by Dwight and then Dwight getting screwed now. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then Eugene the guy, doing his thing too. Yeah, it's just, and, and Lenny Davis, is that his name? Lenny uh, Morgan? I think it's Lenny James. Lenny James. Yes. Man, he's a powerhouse. Fantastic. Just yeah. a powerhouse mm-hmm. actor. Very, very excited to see The Walking Dead improving. So very happy about that. Have no clue where this is going. See, that's see, that's the thing that I like and I dislike because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because my 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 feeling is that uh, Negan had to die at the end of the season. I don't fucking know if it's gonna happen. I, I like it. I like the not knowing, and then I I also dislike because I'm like I want fucking closure. This guy's got to fucking die. Right. Well, like, in the comic books, well, I don't want to spoil it for people, but if, if well, you're already spoiling. We're spoiling anyway. <laughs> in the comic books, he doesn't die. No. And they, they capture him. They hold on, hold on to him and fuck with him for a while, mm-hmm. right? And then he becomes kind of like an ally. No, he becomes part of the group. Yes. He becomes part of the group like what Carl is saying. By the way, so like Carl to be annoying still mm. three, four episodes after he died. <laughs> Fucking from, egg, man. From the grave. From the grave, he's still annoying. Ugh. Coral. But the show's improving, and that's, that's good news to Walking Dead fans. Um, and we'll definitely cover and talk about our experiences at that event this Sunday. Can't wait for it. It'd be kind of cool seeing a TV show on the IMAX. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Especially a show that we love. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, that about fans. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it sounds pretty cool, right, Eric? If you were down here, you'd be a part of the division of the pop culture. That would be pretty division. sweet. Yeah, thank you, uh, Jason Ward, for that. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. That was very nice to, add, to let us know about that. And I think that's about it, guys. Anything else? Anybody want to chime in for this week's Week in Geek? No, we're good. No, No, man. We're all good? Yeah. I need to get some spicy ramen. Yeah, Les is dying, man. Les, you're a trooper for making it in here. Make it real hot with a shitload of lemon. Some lemons and some tapatio in there. Chili powder. Sriracha, man. What's your favorite way of eating top ramen, Eric? Oh, gosh, man. I don't know. I haven't had any in so long. I'll tell you what I really like. Pizza and tacos. <laughs> Can't go wrong with pizza and tacos. <laughs> no, you can't. We just got back from a music festival, Boo and I. Oh, yeah. We went on Saturday. We went and saw the Sobraro, what was it called? Sobroso. Sobroso Festival down in Dana Point, California. And it was a beer and taco fest. Mm-hmm. with, And it had a punk feel to it. It had the offspring, Pennywise, the Vandals, uh, Less Than Jake, I think. And, but it was like all these old school Orange County punk bands playing. And we drank a lot of beer and we ate some tacos. Bomb tacos. And we went to inside the pit. Boo didn't go in the pit. Fuck the pit. I think that is so dumb. Yeah, I actually, we did the pit. For, have you ever been a pit? Eric, have you ever gone into a pit? I'm sure you have. Yeah, and I gotta go with that. I think it's dumb, too. Thank oh, you. I think it's dumb, but there's nothing better than being in a pit during a song that you like. That's that's counterproductive, because I want to listen and enjoy oh, the song. Oh, when you're in the pit, you listen and you I, yeah, you I, I, I'm trying. I, I see the people trying not to die in the pit. I no, doubt you're no, listening you just gotta to the song. Go, you just got to let yourself Fuck go. That. There's no dying. And if it's a good pit and they have proper boundaries and proper rules of the pit, you fall. First thing they do is pick you up. And that happened in this festival. Good for them. Nobody ever lets anybody stay on the ground, ever. 
Hmm. I said, no, no. I think because all the fans are aging with the band. No, it's so always it's... been like that. No, even when I was younger. You, <laughs> no, I know. I you, know that's the number one rule. Huh. Well, People that's... stop what they do and they pick you up. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's always like that. But it was pretty cool. And the we met the uh, lead singer of Pennywise, at Jim the, something, I believe. At the hotel bar. At the hotel bar that we're staying at after the show. And he did a beautiful rendition of Stand By Me, which was pretty cool. Punk rocker has a good voice. <laughs> Very nice guy. So that was our taco and beer story there, Eric Struthers. Nice, man, because I do love all those things. Taco and beers. And we have some some stuff coming down the pipeline for guest guys. We're not going to say who they are right now, but we have some really cool things that are going to happen hopefully in the next couple months. Eric, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, and, sir. and Eric's got something in, 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 the, uh, in the future, and I have something in the future that we're setting up. So it's going to be pretty cool. In the next couple of months. So tune in. All right, boys, where can people find you, Mr. Struthers? Find me on Twitter at Eric Struthers and find me on the Bad Motivators of Malfunctioning Star Wars podcast and find me on the Steel Wars podcast feed. Look for episodes of Struthers Wars where I interview Steel Wars patrons about their favorite episode moments. Can't figure out where to start in the miles and miles of content? Check out Strathers Wars and find out a good good jumping in point. It would be a good jumping in point. You know what? I think I'm a Patreon member of Steel's thing. Hmm. Hmm. I, see what, I see what you're doing. Huh. I see what you're That's getting interesting. at. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> boo, once again, where can people find you? On Twitter at, uh, at the Sith List Boo. Less is more. Sickness is what you do. <laughs> yeah, and it's at less is more 78. And then you can find me at the Sith List. Guys, we will catch you next week on episode number 89 of the Sith List. So the trend has a best and beyond. Though you weren't with us too long. That was the most precious thing we could lose. While you were here the fall was never ending. Not a minute was only beginning. Bye.